Troy was out of town, so I was not able to call Troy uh, with a medical issue that I had. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. No, I mean, you were on vacation. I wasn't going to bother yeah. you because, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I more or less knew the answer. But I thought yeah. it might be an interesting topic. And I think, you know, maybe we can learn something, especially if you have kids or if this happens to you. So I swallowed a crown <gasps> last week. Yeah. So a crown from your tooth. It was, this was yeah. not like a, a toy from a Burger King. No, a Burger no, King no. meal, a child's meal. This was a crown that like popped off your tooth and you swallowed it. Yeah. So I'm just eating oh. a sandwich. And then the next thing I know, like I've got this raw nub of a tooth in my mouth. Uh, and I'm like, what happened? And uh, I check around in my mouth and the food and it's not there. So what was it, in that sandwich? Like to knock a crown off? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This, this particular crown has been problematic. I, I okay. don't know if it was made right. I've had to have it glued on a couple of times. Jeez. So anyway, I swallowed this crown. So like now, you know, the first thing I think you guys want to guess what the first thing I think is. The first thing I would think is now I'm going to have to sift through my poop for the next four days to find <laughs> yes. this stupid crown. <laughs> right. That would be my first thought. I would not be concerned about this crown being in my stomach. I would be concerned about what's going to now have to happen over the next four days. Yeah. Depending right, how I, frequently you have bowel movements. Yeah. Because I wanted to retrieve that, right? Crowns aren't cheap. They're kind of no. expensive, right? Like a and thousand take, bucks, aren't they? What's that? A thousand? I don't, I don't know. know. They, they cost a lot. Yeah. To make yeah. a crown is not cheap. So no. then, you know, I mean, they they take time to make it. That's going to be two trips minimum to the dentist, one to get the mold and then the other to install it. Right. So I'm like, all right. So I wonder, first of all, when do I need to start worrying? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. today's ball <laughs> is today's ball movement going to be something I need to worry about? Is or this the one? <laughs> yeah. Is it going to, you know, do I need to wait a little bit? So I started doing some work on the Internet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've talked in the past about, you know, is is it a concern? You know, when should you be concerned when you swallow things? Yeah. So, so were you concerned about that? Were you concerned about it causing problems in your intestines? Or no. was it more just like, I got to sift yeah. through my poop? Yeah, because I mean, from what I've learned from you, unless it's got some sharp edges or it's really, really big. Yeah. Like if it can make it down your throat and it's got smooth edges, you're probably going to be okay and just pass it, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I love that adult. you took that. Yeah. I mean, really, if it's if it's wider than three centimeters or longer than five centimeters, can you, or it's can you sharp. Talk, can we talk about this in inches? I mean, yeah. <laughs> what country do you if think we're in? If it's wider than two inches, <laughs> or longer than three and a half inches, better. <laughs> that's when you get concerned. <laughs> that's a pretty big um, object. Yeah, that's pretty big. Or if it's yeah. sharp, because it, it can't get past. Like if it's big, it's not going to get past your stomach. You've got the pylorus there, which leads out of the stomach into the the small intestines, into the duodenum, the small intestines, all that. So if it can't get past that, it's going to block it. So that's the problem. But yeah, a crown, that's that's really small. You're fine. Yeah. Um, hey, so clarify something. Um, so I could theoretically swallow something that is too big to pass from my stomach into my small intestine. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the, the the throat, it's not the limiting factor here, It's unfortunately. not the throat. Okay. No, it's the stomach going right. into the small intestine. And we, okay. on a regular basis, not super regular, but it's not uncommon for me to see people who intentionally swallow items, adults who intentionally swallow items. And then we have to call the GI doctors in because it meets one of those criteria. They have to go in and fish it out. It's just sitting in their stomach waiting to block things up. But you were you were fine with your tooth. That's, yeah. that's not a big deal. So anyway, during this kind of, you know, search, I found out some interesting fun facts, and then we're going to get back to the, what recovery effort looks like yeah. <laughs> in a situation like this, because it really, you know, when you start thinking about it. I could ask you this, Scott, did you yeah. really want to put a crown back in your mouth? That That's what I was going to say. Like <laughs> your small intestines and large intestines that you pulled out of your poop. I, I mean, 
idea. I, is it, is I it worth know. the money saved? I don't know. It's, I, I've always. I'm curious. I've always, I, I'm curious where this is going. Yeah, I've always wanted to have the name Stinky Tooth. So I mean, <laughs> I you know, maybe so. <laughs> the nickname. <Rot> mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. So a couple of little fun facts that I found. This was kind of interesting as I'm doing the search. So there have been a lot of studies looking at coins. If you swallow a coin, how long does that take to pass? And um, the range is anywhere from 3.1 to 5.8 days, average of about four days to pass a coin. Um, There was actually a group of pediatricians that did an experiment where six of them swallowed a small Lego head. Oh, boy. Because kids, kids, and this was actually published in the Journal of uh, Pediatrics and Child Health. So I love it. Yeah, they, they swallowed these little small round Lego heads. And they wanted to find out how long it took to pass through their systems. You know, obviously, pediatricians would have an interest in that because of kids. So um, they kept a daily diary of their bowel movements, and they recorded these little details like the texture that could potentially impact the toys' oh, awesome. travel times through their systems. <laughs> By the way, they called they called that the shat scale. So they had to Love rate it. their turd. They had to, <laughs> they had to rate their turds' qualities on the shat scale, which stood for stool hardness and transit. Oh, that's so good. That, and that, then, is, that might be the best scale acronym I've heard. I've got to start using that. Who are these scientists? Yeah, who are these people? <laughs> oh, this was a group of internationally, uh, you know, renowned pediatricians. Is who They're this just was. like yeah. choking down some Legos and yeah. then like... And then um, sifting through their own. Yeah. Um, and then and then the uh, the other thing is when they recovered it, they called that their fart, which was the <laughs> found and retrieved time score. Their oh. fart score. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, Lego heads, there was a range of 1.14 to 3.04 days with the average being mm. of 1.71. The women pediatricians passed it faster than the men. Mm. Why? I don't know. Mm. And one of the pediatrician never found his Lego head after a week. <gasps> oh, wow. So it could have been he didn't pass it. It could have been he missed it. Mm. Um, Probably know. missed it. So anyway, those Lego heads went through faster uh than um a penny uh, wh- why would you say that is dr madsen it took a penny four days the average uh was 1.71 on lego heads well imagine a penny in a stream and imagine a lego in a stream sure that's my a, a round lego head versus a flat penny yeah you just yeah, got more okay. it's like having the wind at your sails with a lego you got more stuff yeah. pushing you got more more surface area for it to push oh, than a penny which can maybe oh, just kind of sit there and stuff moves around it i don't know yeah okay. that's my All theory right. is that the twist does the scott have a bunch of legos for us to swallow like <laughs> is this where we're going now <laughs> please <Yes>. no scott <laughs> please no i'm still traumatized by the cooking stuff don't don't make me do this <laughs> Uh, I like to think in holistic terms on this show. Um, we dealt with cooking, which is in. We're going to deal with the out now. <laughs> All right, now anyway. we will evaluate our own transit times. Um, so anyway, back to the crown. So then I started thinking about like strategically from a from a practical standpoint, how do you recover? And this is when I actually wanted to call you because I'm like, well, you know, what I, mean? I could take some laxatives and, and whatnot. And then it's just, you know, but then it's just in a, the bottom of a muddy, yucky bowl. Right. So, so let me get this right. You wanted to call me. I, I wish you had now that you're telling me this story. I wish I had not been on vacation, but you wanted to call me to ask me how you should sift through your poop. Yeah. I wanted, crown. I wanted some ideas. Like, as if I, I, number one, regularly counsel people on this or number two, do it myself. Possible. (laughs) So I did a, I did a quick internet search and it was really kind of surprisingly difficult to find on Google 
like how to do this from a practical standpoint. And then finally I did and kind of, and and it's another, this is another interesting thing. You can see how one person's idea can travel on the internet because I found the exact same idea on numerous different websites, almost verbatim, all these websites almost claiming it as their own. Well, let me, let me tell you what I would have told you, Scott. And then I'm curious if this coincides with what you found. If I, if you would have called me, I would have said, poop into a colander, like one of those strainers that you would use for spaghetti or something. Poop into that. Hey, honey, stick it- where's the colander? <laughs> <I know. laughs> honey, can you get the colander? Put it in the shower and then take a shower head, especially if you've got one with a handle on it with hot water and just soak that thing and let that poop break down and run out of it. And then the the tooth would stay in there. That would yeah. be my advice. It limits okay. the amount of time you spend touching the poop and sifting through it, which sounds absolutely disgusting. Um, so, that, you know, that's that's what I would have told you. Have you suggested this before? That seemed like a very quick answer. Have you just thought am, about this hypothetically? I neither, Mitch. I okay, can't say right. I've ever okay. thought about how to do this. I'm just, that would be, if Scott had called me, that's what I would have said. Okay, all right. And that's just like... Hey, to me, this makes the most sense. So I'm not touching it and like taking a fork or something. And, and yeah, you know, right. that's what I'm trying yeah, to imagine. Like, would you take a fork right. or something? Like, push on it and see if it hits something. I don't know. It so there was, awful. there was, there was a couple of suggestions I saw that kind of t- talked about that that theory. Right? Uh, I didn't, I didn't want to spoil any of our kinchy utensils, so yeah. that kind of was out for me. I mean, the I guess colander went, theory. You're talking about yeah, the one I, yeah. I, I yeah. came up with. Oh, okay. The Madsen colander technique. Hey, maybe that you can get, you've been wanting to get something named after you. Maybe that's oh, it. The man. Madsen colander technique for recovering stuff you swallowed. It's called the MC poop. The Madsen colander <laughs> yeah. poop technique. The MC poop and technique. And then you could do some research papers on this because I think you're right. I think minimizing the actual touching yeah. and the time and where is that going to go after you're done. Yeah. Exactly. Is, is, is kind of key to this process. That was it, yep. what was in my mind too, right? So Yeah. So, so I thought maybe like I like your idea better, but I was yeah. I was thinking a colander is better because it's got fewer holes. I was thinking like a strainer, you know, one of those wire mesh strainers or a screen. <laughs> yeah. Hey honey, yeah. why are you taking the screens off the window? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't don't mind me. <laughs> so just anyway, doing, just doing a thorough cleaning of the screens. The other idea that was out there was you get a solid bucket, like something you can sit on. And for the next yeah. few days, you poop on in that bucket. Yeah. And then you take two plastic knives and you just kind of mash it up until that you find what horrible. you're looking for. Yeah, no, oh, it does. That it sounds it does. horrible. Because that, that's um, so much, you know, because for a knife to hit it, you've got to be cutting like every, you know, every quarter inch through that thing. To Well, you're cutting ew. and mashing Ugh. is what you're doing. You're not yeah. just cutting. Yeah, that's, I don't like that. <laughs> and then you've no. got dirty knives afterwards, yeah. you know, and a dirty that bucket. Yeah. messy. Yeah. Um, one guy messy. actually in some comments said he... Did, didn't do that, but he put newspaper on the bathroom floor. Oh, <laughs> no. no. Definitely colander technique. Yeah. Definitely, definitely go with the MC poop technique. Hey, so how how dangerous is that if you start colandering your, your poop? I mean, you know, it's gross. Yes. Could you get sick from that? Uh, if you are at the same time perhaps eating one of our candy bars or our granola bars that we made. You know, if you have one of those on the side and you're reaching for that, I think as long as you're not touching your face or your mouth, you're fine. And you wash your hands after, but gotcha. it just, it just sounds disgusting. And then the other thing is after you get it out, then um, your point, 
was what was a lot of comments is like, if, sure, if it's a gold one, maybe because I'll yeah. get the gold value back. But I don't know that I want that in my mouth. And people were like, well, make a bleach mixture of the blah, blah, blah. And then when you take it yeah, to the dentist, they'll sterilize, it. They'll, they'll sterilize it, too. I don't know if I took it to the dentist, if if I told the dentist where it come from, if they would even put it back in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I would not tell anyone that story. <laughs> so anyway, um I did not. I chose not to to re- try to recover. So, oh, um, so end of the story. You did not do either one. You did. You, you were just like so turned uh, off. You said no I, way. Yeah, I just decided that wasn't worth it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I probably would have done the same thing. Honestly, I would have said, uh, "Well, got to get a new crown made." Yeah, I mean, it's going to cost you. I don't know how much the crown itself costs. Maybe it's like five hundred bucks, but it's. I guess I'll find out. You shall so, find out. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. So is there a chance that something like a crown could stay in your stomach or is it a pretty good chance it's going to pass through? It's going to pass. It's small enough. It's not going to have an issue. Mitch, would you try to, would you have tried to recover? Not at all. No, no. (laughs) Like the rabbit hole of like internet research you did and everything just would not have even entered my mind. It would have been like, call up the dentist, be like, Hey, I need a new one immediately. Like, yeah. Yeah. Troy, would you have considered doing it for a moment? I would have considered it for a moment. Absolutely. Okay. But then as I thought through the logistics of it and I thought through the, you know, using the colander and all that kind of stuff, which would probably be my my go-to, I probably would have said it's not worth it. And how did you propose getting it into the colander? Just poop straight into it. Just like, on, like sit on the toilet I mean, seat, hold it under you, and poop straight into it. So I mean, it's got, how else are you going to do it? Speaking of our colander is one of those that you can like pull like the sides out and it fits across the sink. <laughs> oh, that's right. Awesome. So we'll just do one of those. Yeah. That would and be then ideal. It yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, so you're just pooping straight into the colander, not mm-hmm. with it in the toilet or anything? So so basically, if you had Mitch's colander, it'd be ideal. But most right. of these have two handles on them. You could sit down on the toilet seat so it feels natural for you. You could still hold on to those two handles. I mean, you could yeah. even drop the colander into the toilet bowl. Oh, like, who cares if it's all wet? That's and true. Then, you could just and then drop like it panning, in there. Then it's like panning for gold. <laughs> <laughs> it's like panning for gold. You got to pull it out because then I think you really need to put it in the shower and you got to have hot water because that's going to dissolve stuff the most easily. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> but then I think then you put it in the shower, you just turn that hot water on. You just leave it on, let it run, walk away, come back in 15 <laughs> minutes. Hopefully everything's down the drain and you've got whatever is going to stay there is going to be there. So, again, if you did have corn on the cob or ate peanuts, you might see some, <laughs> some oh, relics God. there. We'll, right. we'll refer to that as fool's gold. But, uh, <laughs> but eventually you would probably find what you need, oh, whether okay. it's a tooth or, or whatever else you're, you're searching for or some valuable penny you swallowed or whatever. All right. Well, uh, I, uh, I hope we've learned some lessons from this. Lesson one, uh, if you swallow something, you know when to be concerned or when not to be concerned. It depends on the size and it depends on the sharpness. Uh, right. When you would want to go to the ER, we have an ER or not uh, at the scope radio.com where Dr. Madsen talks about that. If you want to get more details on that. Uh, and uh, this is for adults too. So I don't know kids. Um, I would imagine all that stuff smaller and it, it's probably a little different for kids. I mean, you're not a, you're not a pediatric ER doc, so you probably don't know either. Do you Dr. Madsen? Uh, it's all pretty similar for kids. The big thing with kids, a lot of things you see with kids is coins. They, they will swallow coins and you have to be really careful there because they may breathe it in their lungs. You may see a coin in their mouth when oh, it's yeah. gone. Yeah. Yeah, they may yeah, breathe yeah. it. It gets stuck in their trachea okay. or it gets stuffing, stuck in the esophagus. And, you know, we 
they're very, very neat. Like you can just search on the internet, find these cool x-rays of like this coin just sitting stuck in their esophagus. So that's, that's not an uncommon thing in kids, but uh, yeah, that was even with this uh, crown, it said, make sure that you swallowed it and that you didn't breathe it into your lungs. Can you, (laughs) can you breathe it into your lungs? Is that a thing? Sure. Yeah. I mean, if if it got in, if you just somehow it popped off as you're let's say you're exercising and taking a deep breath, but you would know it's there. Like you would want to cough <laughs> okay. it out. It's it's not right. like you're, I will tell you your crown is not in your lungs right now. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cause yeah, you would feel it. It would irritate it like nothing else. You would want to cough it out. But yeah. And if, and if, it, if it's stuck in your esophagus, you're going to feel it too. It's going to be hard to swallow. You're just going to have this feeling in your throat, like something's stuck there. You know, you, you'll know it's there. So, but those, those are big things to watch out for. Non-food items that um, meet the size requirements Dr. Madsen threw out that are smooth and that aren't dangerous otherwise, like button batteries or if, if, if anybody swallows a button battery, ER, do not pass go, yeah. go straight to the ER. Yeah. And that's a big issue with kids too. Those button batteries can cause erosion through the esophagus and all kinds of issues. Yeah. And those size measurements I gave you, those are going to be smaller in kids, you know, like there, sure. you're going to be a little more cautious, but yeah, but the sharp thing, that's one of those things. If it's sharp, it's it's got to come out if you can get All to right. it. So anyway, there's there's my crown story. I'm going to the dentist nice. today, actually. Oh. I'm going to ask the dentist if they would have put the crown back on if I'd have brought it in. I'm going to ask them if they've ever encountered this before. Well, Scott, we'll, since you, since we'll you told this story, I have to tell just quickly my favorite story from residency. All right. So we had someone who came in and said they swallowed a pencil. So the resident and the attending physician are asking, well, okay, do we really trust them? You know, it kind of said, I may have some ulterior motives with this. There were some other circumstances. So they asked, would a pencil show up on an x-ray? So they had the great idea of let's tape a pencil to this guy's back. We're going to shoot an x-ray of the stomach, including the chest. And if the pencil on his back shows up on the x-ray, but we cannot see the pencil in his stomach, we'll know that we could see it if it was there and we'll know he didn't swallow it. So they take him over to the x-ray, they tape a pencil to his back, they go to shoot the x-ray, the guy reaches on his back, pulls the pencil off, and swallows it. Oh! <laughs> and on the x-ray, they see two pencils. So. Oh, no! <laughs> yep. So they got their answer, but have fun explaining that to the GI doctor when you call him and you say, hey, I've got a guy with two pencils in his stomach you need to come and fish out. They say, why does he have two pencils? Well... Yeah, you know. <laughs> one was him, one was us. One was us, mm. yep. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening to the Sideshow. Next week, back online with um, uh, an episode we're really excited about. We're going to talk to listener Brett about a condition he was diagnosed with called fatty liver disease. I think um, we're going to tentatively call this episode, hey, whose liver are you calling fat? Uh, we'll find out what that diagnosis means, which more and more people are getting this diagnosis. And um, what can you do about it? Is it exercise? Is it diet? Listener Brett on the next Who Cares About Men's Health. And in the meantime, if you want to hook up with us, you can do it a lot of different ways. Hello at thescoperadio.com. You can go to facebook.com slash who cares men's health. And the best thing you can do is just tell one other person about us. Tell one other man about this podcast that you think would find this podcast valuable. And thanks for listening to Who Cares About Men's Health.